Well, hello, loyal listeners to the Hostile Environment Podcast, and from fans all around the world for that matter. How are you guys? Did you miss me like I missed you? I'm going to go with yes, because we're family now, so welcome. Uh, It's been almost four days since we last spoke, and I've got to say thank you right off the bat to everyone who downloaded and listened to my last show titled The End of Jay in Corrections. Um, Other than a few other episodes, it has quickly already become one of my top top five most downloaded episodes, and that's only in four days. So being that the, the, you know, obviously I'm a podcast expert, (laughs) bullshit, um, that would lead one to believe that my old career is somewhat of a hot button topic, I guess you guys want to call it, whatever. Um, Am I right in assuming this? Because I've already gotten, well, previous to that episode, I had gotten uh, nine or ten emails for my fan question episodes or, or Ask Jay Anything asking me about my career and why it ended and like I said to be totally honest with you guys uh, it, it was a touchy subject for me and also I wasn't sure if it was something that you really wanted to hear I felt by telling my side of what happened and uh, being you know pretty much a thousand percent transparent it might also come off as a bit of whiny or like a you know, like a Jay pity party for myself. And, you know, this is supposed to be a comedy podcast. So I was going to keep avoiding the topic altogether um, as much as I could because, you know, I, I just wasn't sure where I was going to go with it or if I was going to go anywhere with it at all. Not to mention that, as I've stated on several occasions, it still hurts. And it's like I've told people who are still on the job who I talk to, and, you know, they'll shoot me a text here or there or a phone call, and I'll be like, They'll be like, um, you know, Jay, hey man, what's up? Do you know, do, hey, do you really miss it? Do you miss the job? And I, I have to give them you know, the same answer pretty much every time. I mean, absolutely, I miss it. But the thing was, I wasn't happy near the end. So maybe this was for the best. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm all about things happen for a reason. So who knows? And the, uh, the other thing I also say to them is, uh, it's also the way I went out. Um, I got tossed out on my ass because of like red tape and a contract uh, that was just all around horseshit. Like it, it, it was made for me to fail. And I, I just, I basically, if I was going to go out, I always believed it was going to be use of force related. And at least then I could hold my head up high and walk away into the sunset because a, a shit ton of other guys have lost their careers that way. But at least that's kind of noble, you know, like, you know, fighting, just, you, you know, I don't know, I'm not noble, but you, you know what I'm trying to say. It's a lot more proud than, than the way I went out, but um, I don't know. But the way I went out is, is, is just so pathetic and, and, and so, you know, kind of shameful. And it took like maybe two inches off my penis. And it's not like I had a whole lot to work with before. So now I'm damn near having no penis whatsoever because of that fucking job. So... I don't know. Anyways, um, thank you to everyone, and I hope you enjoyed the story. Obviously, I couldn't tell you, you know, 12 worth, 12 years worth of antics uh, that led people within the job to assume that at some point Jay was going to get fired or Jay was going to get in serious trouble throughout my career because there was a lot of talk around the uh, water cooler or whatever that, you know, I, I pushed the limits and such. But in no way, and, and by the way, in no way am I 
painting myself out to be the victim because I was very well known for a number of things. I was known to say whatever the fuck was on my mind to anybody and everybody, and I did that more times than I can count. Um, it, it's definitely one of the drawbacks of being me is that I don't have that filter for the most part. I'm not politically correct. I'm not I'm not the guy that you can count on to, to not say something that's going to be insulting or, or, or cross the line. But when it's time to keep my mouth shut and be professional, I can do that. But if something needs to be said, more often than not, I'm going to be the guy who will point out the elephant in the room. If you're a fucking, if you're a jerk off, and, and I'm just going to tell you, I mean, if you're if you're if you're my boss and you're my manager or you're my white shirt is what you call it, and you're incapable of making the right decisions because you're unqualified to be in the position you're in, I'm not only going to tell you, but I'm also going to be the guy to stand firm until either someone else takes over who is qualified or we do it the right way. And that happened a lot in that job. Um, it, it's kind of a, a underground secret. Um, in, in corrections, it's widely known that more often than not, it's the useless, lazy, whiny fucking bootlickers that get promoted. And because they were never really good at the job in the first place, once they get this, this taste of power and they have to make split-second decisions that involve the safety of, of my coworkers and myself, obviously, they either like freeze or or, or want to do the wrong do it the wrong way and and usually that's where I would come into the picture. I mean I'm I'm not by any means again I'm not trying to say I was like Robo Jail Cop or, or you know Mister fucking you know Mister Rules because I wasn't but I knew my shit and everything that I did even when I did fucked up shit um, I had always put the safety of my friends my coworkers and myself obviously at top of the list before anything else. And, and to be totally honest with you, you know, there's not really a ton of things that I can claim that I'm very good at in life. Um, I was always a mediocre athlete. I've got pretty low to medium intelligence. Um, you know, I've never at any point in my life had a really good body. I've never had abs. I've never really been thin. I've always been kind of chubby. Uh, I have zero clue how to pleasure a woman or a man for that matter, I guess. Um, and I'm a solid 6.5 out of 10 when it comes to being a husband, but I love my family so goddamn much and I try to be a damn good father and I was extremely good at that job. Um, on the other hand, did I sometimes push the boundaries when it comes to pranks or, or standing my ground and, you know, probably, I don't know, like 90% of, of what came out of my mouth was also pushing the boundaries and the limits. Absolutely. And maybe in retrospect, keeping quiet and just gliding through and staying under the radar was the way to go to be successful. But that's not me. It never has been. I'm not, I can't do that shit. That's not who I am. Sometimes I wish it was. Sometimes I wish, I, you know, I, I didn't have to be the way I am, but I, it is, it's just the way it is. Um, I can't count the number of times when I wished immediately that, that I could take back something that I said within like eight seconds after it came out of my mouth. But unfortunately, um, I've, I've dealt with this sort of thing my entire life and I'm used to it. And I, I try and warn people that this is just who I am and, you know, love me or hate me. I mean, it is what it is. Um, 
you know, I, I am a walking, talking human resources nightmare, you know, bottom line. So anyways, um, I, I, I was, uh, I was extremely proud to be in corrections and it's just a fucking shame the way it ended. So that's the end of that. Uh, let's move on. Um, now speaking of ended fucking seamless segue that was, um, let's move on to the next segment of the show. And that is how about those Montreal Canadians? First, they come back from a 3-1 series deficit to eliminate our pathetic Toronto Maple Leafs. Then they go and lay an absolute ass-whooping on the Winnipeg Jets and put them out in four straight games, so they swept them. And now they find themselves one series away from going to the Stanley Cup. Um, As soon as the Leafs went out, um, i got to admit, I was cheering for the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, I, I, for some reason, I'm really drawn to that team. I don't know why. I, I just always have been. Uh, but I also love the Vegas Golden Knights. I love their logo. I love their colors. I love watching them play the game. I think they're just they're a well-coached team. And I love that Sin City, which is known for you know, slot machines, drugs, amazing hookers, and the mafia, has a hockey team. And the shitty Habs are actually playing those Golden Knights where the winner of that seven-game series will likely face the winner of last year's Stanley Cup, the Tampa Bay Lightning, or the New York Islanders, as they're actually up 1-0 in the series, which is kind of surprising. Um, And I find it... What's the word here I want to use? Uh, Let's go with inconceivable. I find it inconceivable that a winter sport that was developed in Montreal in 1875 will have possibly Florida and Las Vegas fighting it out to hoist, hoist the uh, championship and our Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won shit since 1967. Go Leafs, go. All right. Uh, here's another amazing segue from Leafs talk to Leaf and douchebag talk. Did anyone watch the big UFC card on Saturday night? Because if you didn't, it was a pretty solid card. Very entertaining. Uh, One of the Diaz boys fought. He's always a a treat to watch. And sure enough, he was again. But the reason I uh, bring this up is um, the captain. The captain of your failure of a franchise, Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, Austin Matthews. Matthews. Who is making 12 million dollars a year the guy who scored one goal in uh, um was it uh, a six game series versus the montreal canadians and is probably the reason that we got tossed out um was at the ufc card uh on saturday night with uh canada's second greatest shame justin fucking bieber i mean who knew these two were even friends i i, I don't even know how that happens when they when they uh, went to the back of the uh, arena to say who was coming in, and it was Bieber and Austin Matthews, I, I, I was blown away. I'm like, how, how now? How the fuck does that even happen? But uh, you know, I, I, I I do know that um, Justin Bieber has skated with the Leafs a few times for like charity and you know other, other things of that nature. So I guess that would make him kind of like what Drake is to the Raptors I, I, on some level. I would assume, I guess, um, but. Here's the thing. Did you notice that when I said I was bringing up the Beebs, that I said he was Canada's greatest biggest shame? Second being the key word there. 
Well, that's because because your boy Drizzy Drake is now officially number one when it comes to bringing shame to Canada. In my opinion, of course. Um, and I mean, I, I know that's a statement which will probably get some backlash. But uh, how about this? Slow your roll for a few seconds. Let me let, hear me out. And uh, this is why I believe that he's a piece of shit. Uh, in, okay, let me start off by prefacing that. Is his music extremely overplayed and catchy? Absolutely, 100%. Do I have a bunch of his songs on my playlist for when I drive? Absolutely. Guilty as charged. Do I sing along to his songs when you know I'm doing anything around the house and they come on the radio? Yes. Do I listen to them at the gym? Absolutely. So I'm not saying I don't listen to his music because I'd be lying. But that doesn't mean that he is not a piece of human garbage. Um, in case you missed it, um, well, he's done a whole bunch of things that were classified as pretty fucking shady. But just the other day, I saw a video of Drake and LeBron James courtside at LeBron James's kids' high school basketball game. So a high school basketball game. Um, and this jerk-off Drake, of course, is yelling and screaming and he's grabbing the ref and trying to get into reverse calls and saying, you know, like, why didn't you call this play and why didn't you call a foul or a travel? And he just made an absolute mockery of a high school basketball game. And this is our Canadian celebrity ambassador. This is the guy that when you think of Canada, he's actually the first guy you think of. Let's not be, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, I get it. He's a trillionaire or whatever the fuck he is. And, I, you know, his music's stupid popular and everybody on the world knows him. So I get that part of it. But he's not a nice guy. I mean, come on. Like, you've seen enough things, right? I, this is a guy who denied he had a child. Publicly, by the way. He, he denied it. Because he was too fucking stupid and too fucking disgusting to wear a condom when he's nailing a stripper and he gets her pregnant and then he gets caught for it. So that's our ambassador, right? A guy who, as soon as the Raptors are eliminated, jumps on LeBron's dick and goes to all of his games in L.A. rocking his jerseys. Okay, then he goes to Golden State and wears Steph Curry jerseys courtside. So this guy's like he's, he's, he's like a hooker. He just travels around to, to the most popular dude. I, I mean, I know he's popular too, so it works both ways. But, I mean, he's a little bit more vocal because he's always like a goddamn douchebag wherever he goes. I mean, if, if our best exports are people who are, are, are you know, and basically the people that we're most proud to claim as Canadians, if that's Drake and Justin Bieber, if that's all we've got, then Houston, holy fuck, we have a problem. What happened in the days of Shania Twain? Where, where is she? She moved to Switzerland and now she's a trillionaire. You never see her again. Um, where's Mike Myers? You know, Austin Powers. I know he hasn't made a movie in 40 years, but this guy at least is a stand-up dude. Apparently he's a bit of a prick in real life, but at least he's a stand-up dude who grew up in Scarborough. Hell, where the hell is Nickelback? I'll take Nickelback at this point. But enough with Drake and enough with Justin Bieber. Can we move on? Can we find somebody a little bit more stand-up? So that's that's the end of that. Done with that. Um, so let's move out of the Canadian shame department and let's get to a couple of headlines from around the world because we haven't done that in a while together and I know you miss it. So let's kick it off with one that blows me away. Um, here we go. Breaching whale crushes Aussie teen. So an Australian teen is fighting for his life after being crushed by a breaching whale during a fishing trip. 18-year-old Nick and his stepfather were fishing off the coast of Naruma 
when the massive whale leapt out of the water and landed partially on their boat, leaving the boat destroyed and Nick in a coma. Nick also had a broken neck and severe head injuries. The stepfather had a concussion and cuts and bruises, but was still able to get the busted boat to shore somehow. Now, when I read this, the first thought that came into my, my mind was, this is crazy because it's literally something that you would think happens all the time, right? I mean, I, I did. And I mean, they actually have whole fishing trips, or not fishing, but the whole trips where they take you in boats to actually go to where the whales are breaching. So they, they have like an area where they know, I guess they just follow them around. I, I don't know how it works, but I know it's expensive and they actually have these, but you never hear of boats, or of whales landing on the boats, right? I mean, you see it on TV and you're like, wow, that, that's, that's, that's fucked up that they don't land on the boats. That's what I'm thinking because it would terrify me personally if these 8,000 pound mammals are jumping around everywhere because what if one lands on our boat? That's exactly what I would be thinking. I mean, I, I know they're not trying to land on your boat because that would probably suck for them, but not as much as it's going to suck for us. And I mean, fucking accidents happen. So that, I mean, that you would, you would think that that shit happens all the time, right? Anyway, I, I, I mean, I'm not doing it personally. I, I'm sure it's beautiful and majestic, but I'll watch these giant fuckers breach from a distance or an airplane or a helicopter or on the Discovery Channel. I, I'm not doing it up close because I'm just, now that I've already heard this story, there's no way I'm getting in a boat and, and letting whales jump around. It's just another reason why the ocean is insanely dangerous. But I do love it, so it is what it is. Um, before I do another headline, I gotta go with, it's that magical time. It's that magical part of the show where I give you guys the social media plugs. Because I know if I do it at the end, you'll turn off the show. So if I do it now, you have no choice. You gotta keep going. So, Twitter at podcast underscore hostile and your boy jay hit 200 followers and i've been on twitter for eight years and i'm at 200 followers so that's like 25 followers a year so by 2075 i'll definitely be over 500 so look at me go hey eh? look at me making strides in the social media department um on ig i am at host.enviro.pod um, a lot of action going on on IG right now. I'm, I'm actually posting quite a bit because I'm um, I'm getting quite a few hits back. So I'm going to step up my game. Even though you guys know I don't enjoy doing it, I'm going to step up my game. On Facebook, I am at Jay Cowell. You guys know that I don't put personal stuff on there. So it is only business related. Um, so it's funny videos, funny things, funny pictures, memes, that sort of thing. Um, very rarely will you see anything personal. Um, on TikTok, I am at the Hostile Environment Pod, and the email to get a hold of me: dick pics. Where are the dick pics? J at gmail.com. Here we go. Second headline of the day, which just happens to be the last headline of the day, because I got something else in store for you. So here we go. NBC, the National Broadcast Community. Center? I don't know what the C stands for. College? I don't know. NBC halts production on TV show called Slip Inside amid reports of explosive diarrhea. An outbreak is actually on the set of that show. Um, crew members of the show Slip and Slide have tested positive for Giardia. G-I-A-R-D-I-A. 
Giardia. Yeah, that sounds like I nailed that. A microscopic parasite that, uh, when swallowed, causes, causes explosive diarrhea and disease. Production on the show has been halted indefinitely since June 2nd, when producers were made aware of at least one crew member who tested positive for Giardia. Um, it can be found on surfaces or in soil or in food or water that has been contaminated with feces from infected people or animals. So I guess it's, I mean, the joke is too easy here, right? It seems like the term slip and slide was extremely appropriate for an outbreak of everyone who was shitting their pants on the set of a TV show. Am I right? I mean, I, I know that was an easy one. That was a gimme, but I mean, it was just too easy not to take. Uh, so usually at this point in the show, I'd either hit you with a few more headlines from around the world, or maybe I would jump into a headline you'll find on your phone that you'll never see on TV. But instead, I have a, let's call it a story, I guess, that just happened to me the other day, or yesterday actually, being, so today is Thursday, so by proxy that would mean it happened on Wednesday, June 13th. Uh, so now this isn't just a story, um, or I don't know if it's a story, but an incident. It's not just an incident that took place on a beautiful Sunday afternoon on uh, Wednesday. It is also sort of a... Um, Let's go with a moral dilemma for you to all to consider. Um, so when, when I told my wife what happened, she called me a terrible person and asked herself why she ever married me. But I truly believe that it was not only hilarious, but sweet, sweet revenge on two awful human beings. So uh, here we go. Um, this is how it went down. Um, uh, but to, to make the revenge part of the story make sense, I guess I've got to give you just a little bit of a backstory, um, you know, for that to, you know, so let's go back to last summer when this, the first part happened. Um, for those of you who don't know, I live in Pickering, Ontario, which is a small little suburb just out of Toronto. Our population is, I want to say 92,000 people. Um, our whole little community here is literally three major intersections, and then you're in Ajax after that, um, Ajax, Ontario. And our only claim to fame we really have is a nuclear power plant that was built in like 1909 and could explode at any second, or uh, maybe that pole sender, Sean Mendez. So if you don't know who Sean Mendez is, I, I can't really help you because I really don't know either. Um, so Pickering is a beautiful, it's friendly. It's safe, well, as safe as you can be nowadays, I suppose. Uh, you're, you know, it is what it is. Um, there's no squeegee kids. Uh, there's no homeless shelters. There's no injection sites. But there are two hobos that run Pickering. They're either like husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend. Either way, it's an older white dude who looks like an out-of-work house painter. And he's a booze hound. And then his partner is a really skinny black chick who looks like Chris Rock. And she's clearly a crackhead. And I mean clearly. Um, they're quite a combo. These two, uh, they, like I said, they, they're the only, they, they do, they're, they rent Pickering. But they're really the only two homeless people or beggars or whatever you want to classify them as, uh, are. They're the only two that are in Pickering, however you want to say it, right? Um so the way it works is the dude stands at intersections in between uh, oncoming traffic and, and, you know, east and west, whatever you want to call it, and he hits you up for change when you hit the red lights. 
Um, but the Chris Rock bitch, she travels around Pickering, walking around, and she hits you up as you're coming in out of store. So, you know, if you're going into the Walmart or the Winners, and of course the liquor store, um, you know, that's where she'll, you got any change? <laughs> anyway, so last summer, um, my wife, my youngest, and I, um, we were heading up to my buddy Derek's to go swimming, um, you know, barbecue and spend the night. But before we did that, of course, we have to hit the LC, the liquor store, right? Um, so, um, so we stop at the, at the liquor store, uh, so I can get some daddy sodas and a bottle of wild vines for the wife. And we get to the parking lot, uh, the wife and I jump out and we leave my 13 year old in the Ford Escape to like listen to music and chill out. Cause we're only going to be like five or six minutes at most. And like I said, Pickering's silly safe. So it wasn't really much of a worry. Um, so, you know, we're done getting our stuff and we're heading out, we're walking out the door and as I'm walking out the door and towards the truck, I see Chris Rock yelling at my Ford Escape. So I pick up the pace quite a bit, and now I'm heading there, at, you know, at a pretty healthy pace. And as I'm getting closer, um, I can see that the windows are rolled up, and I can see my kid's still there. She's in the back. So I know she's safe, right? So I, I walk up to the thing, and I go to open my door, and Chris Rock comes up to me, and she says, uh, Hey, you got any change or money for me? And I, I said, I looked at her and I said, fuck no. Get away from my truck. And then she looks at me and she responds, oh, you got money for booze, but no money for me, eh? And then she mumbles and, and then she says, oh, you're an asshole. And then she hits my truck. And then she fucking zombies away. So I open the door and I ask my daughter, I said, are you okay? I said, well, what happened there? What, what'd she say? And um, she says, I was just listening to music, and the next thing I know, she put her head in the truck window and asked for any spare change. And and I got scared, and I rolled up the windows, and I locked the doors. And I said, perfect, I said, you're, you're a damn fucking smart kid. So, you know, I, I know there's never an excuse to hit a woman. All right, let's get that on the table right now. But when you scare my kid, and then you hit my vehicle, not to mention, she's literally... The crackhead pickering version of The Walking Dead. Uh, there, there's some wiggle room there, right? Am I right? I mean, it's it's kind of like saying, hey, uh, how about just the tip to a hot chick? Or, or like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I know punching is out of the question, but maybe just a, like a really hard push backwards to get your point across? I don't know. That's uh, yeah, up to you guys to decide. Anyways, uh, I did nothing except drive away. I was the bigger person. And, uh, you know, I have to set an example for my daughter. So that's what I did. Um, so that was the end of that. And that was a year ago, give or take. I think it was in like August. Um, so as, as the years gone by, obviously we've been driving around Pickering and my daughter and I see these two lowlifes, you know, literally hundreds of times, right? Uh, since then. And, and, um, I've never actually talked to them again or anything like that. And there's not one time that's gone by when I haven't been tempted to run them both over for the benefit of all mankind. And whenever my youngest sees Chris Rock, she gets a little scared because she remembers that, you know, this crackhead just popped into my car, right? So this zombie bitch has pretty much scared my kid for life. So that's nice. So yesterday, um, uh, I got my revenge. I think in my, in my, I got my revenge. I'm happy. Um, they were standing together at the first off-ramp of the highway into Pickering. Now, the thing about these two is you never see them begging together. They've literally got this down to an art, right? So they, they beg separately at opposite ends of Pickering, and I guess they meet somewhere in the middle, and up, uh, they meet up after work, 
quotations, and they divvy up their change or whatever. And, and you know, he heads to the liquor store, and Chris Rock goes to an alleyway to buy crack or meth or bath salts or fucking whatever gets her fucking a mess. But yesterday, for some reason, they broke their their own little homeless rules, and they were together. And the when I, so when I pulled off the highway, at first I wasn't paying attention, uh, but I saw the guy coming to me on my left through my side mirror. And usually what I do is if I see him coming, I'll just you know shoot him a dirty look and I'll roll up my window because I don't want him hitting my, my car, right, for any reason. But this time, because I wasn't paying attention, the dude was just way too close and it was too late and he'd already almost made it to my window by the time I'd figured out what was going on. So as it happens, uh, yesterday at work, uh, I had a really late breakfast, so um, by the time I was a little hungry again, it was almost 2 o'clock, which means it's quitting time. And I knew if I didn't eat before I left, I'd probably stop somewhere on the way home and get you know a shitty McDonald's burger or a piece of pizza, and I'm really trying not to spend any money, uh, especially on like garbage food or, or just crap that I don't need to buy. So I thought, okay, if I heat up my lunch, uh, which is what I brought to work, and bring it with me on the way home... I can eat it while I drive. Perfect. No harm, no foul, right? So um, that's what I did. I, I went. I got a, a, a paper plate. I threw them. I threw my lunch on there, which just happened, happened to be um, three doubles from my favorite roti spot in Pickering. And for you guys, if you don't know what doubles are because you are very, very white and drink Molson Canadian, doubles are like a small snack-sized sandwich filled with uh, curry shana and chutneys and chickpeas and they're served in like this kind of really sweet bread and, called baras. Uh, they're, they're from Trinidad and Tobago and they're a little slice of heaven. If you've never had one, I recommend you do go get one. Put a little culture in your life, man. And while you're at it, grab a roti, man. They're my second favorite food after chicken wings. I could eat roti three times a week. They're fantastic. Sorry, uh, off topic. Um, so before I left work, I heated up my, my three doubles, um, I throw them on my plate, but before I go, I open them up out of the wrapper and I put a boatload of my, um, ghost pepper suicide sauce because that's just the way it goes. I, I got to spice everything up to the extreme because I'm an asshole. So I wrap them back up, I throw them on the plate and I jump in my car and I'm on my way home. I'm eating one on my way home and then I pull off the highway to get to Pickering. This is when jerk off comes towards my window. So when he got to my window, he puts his head in basically and asks for money for food. Hey, you got any money for food, he says, right? So I looked at him and I looked at my doubles and I said, hey, look, dude, if you're hungry, man, I'll give you money. For, or sorry, I'll give you food, but I'm not going to give you money for booze, right? And he's like, oh, no, it's not for booze. And I said, yeah, dude, like I said, if you're hungry, man, I'll give you food. I, I, and I'm not going to lie. I knew how this was going to play out. What I didn't know was Chris Rock was there too, and she was on her way over to the car. So I guess to, to back him up and maybe the both of them could hit me up for money. I don't know what the, anyway, she's on her way over. But when I offered him, I said, hey man, like uh, I got a double right here on my seat. If you're hungry, you can have one. And he asked me, he goes, what's a double? And I said, well, it's 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 called a double. It's, a, it's from Roti and Ting down the street, you know, and uh, he grabs it on my hands. And as soon as he does, he asks Chris Rock if she knew what a double was. And she said, yeah, I know what they are. And then they tore off the wrapper 
and, and like just like ripped it apart like it was a Christmas present. And he rips it in half, and they started eating it like it was something out of Dawn of the Dead, like they're eating brains. Well, I guess it took about five seconds until they realized it was covered in ghost pepper hot sauce, and they freaked the fuck out. Chris Rock dropped to her knees immediately, and she starts coughing and gasping and hacking. She's going, <laughs> she can't even get a word out, and you can see that she starts to tearing up, and she can't even speak, right? And then uh, uh, our, our fucking house painter buddy, he's screaming, what the fuck is this? Why is it so fucking hot? Why wouldn't you warn us that it was like this? You're a fucking asshole, man. And then um, as he's doing that, he reaches in his back pocket and he pulls out a beer can. And he tries to wash the, the hotness out with his beer, right? And as soon as he pulled the beer can out of his pocket, I went, aha! I knew you wanted money for beer, you piece of shit. And then I started laughing and I drove the fuck away. So, here's my question. In this scenario, am I the asshole or was this fair play? Or are we still not even and I still got to get him back? I don't know. I'll leave it for you guys to weigh in. You tell me what you think. And you know how to do that. You can do that at any and all of my social media. Whenever I post a GIF or a TikTok or a meme or a story or whatever, you guys feel free to just write in and say, hey, I listened to the episode about uh, Chris Rock and that. This is how I feel. And feel free to say anything or whatever you want because I'm a big boy. I can take it if you're not on my side. My wife's clearly not on my side. I'm sure there's a bunch of other people who think, oh, you're, you're, you're making fun of the homeless. They're not just homeless. They're more than that. They're evil. They're pure evil. They're the evil homeless walking dead. So up to you guys to tell me what you what you think. So having st uh, finished that up story, uh, ew, having finished that story up, uh, uh, that's going to bring us to the end of the show for today, which is Thursday. So enjoy the weekend, guys. Have a amazing barbecue with some chicken breasts and some shrimp and shit like that. Don't forget to keep hydrated with alcohol. And please, guys, do not forget to tell someone you love them because it's very, very important. So until Monday, it's that time to say those three beautiful words to end the show. And that is bye for now.